This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. All right. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a radio talk show host and the founder and managing principal of Methuselah Advisors. Please join me in welcoming John Chachas to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, uh, everybody, I want to tell you a little bit about John. You may have heard of a very, very famous store called Gumps. Everybody's heard of Gumps. Uh, it is a spectacular store uh, that it, it was, and we'll find out now uh, if it still is, in San Francisco. And my next guest is uniquely qualified to talk about Gumps. Welcome, John Chachas, and tell us why you are uniquely qualified to talk about Gumps. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I guess I'm uniquely qualified. I began investing in the company in 2006. Uh, we invested as a family with some other um, private investors over a period of years. They invested quite a lot of money. I sat on the board in 2019. Um, that group of financial investors had some problems. The company went into a bankruptcy and my family bought the rest of the company. So we own 100% of the company and have been operating it since 2019 to today. And it's been sort of a labor of love. As I say to people, I I adore the brand and adore the company. And so that's what we've been doing. Well, I got to tell you, John, you obviously are a fighter. You're someone who's willing to take on huge issues. Um, look, let, let's just get this out of the way. Um, we're not going to talk politics, okay? Uh, I just want you to talk to my listeners about what you think needs to be done in order for not just San Francisco, but in order for people like you, and you're at a very high level, uh, to survive in terms of business in California? Well, I think, I think the question is actually even in a way beyond California, but we can talk about California first. Um, business centers in cities don't do well when people aren't in their chairs. Let's just start with that. I mean, you know, it's very basic. You could be a rhesus monkey and understand this concept. If you don't have people in their chairs, they don't go to lunch, they don't go to dinner, they don't go to a performance, they don't buy things. And over time, cities die. And we have now, what, you know, we're two years away from the end of this pandemic uh, fear mongering that happened. And yet we still have federal employees, state employees, and municipal employees. And we're going to get to the private sector in a second. But the concept that all of those employees have been told by their employer, oh, it's okay, stay at home a couple days a week. It's lunacy. It's utter lunacy. And we as taxpayers who pay all this money to the general accounting office, this is the part that kills me, that leases up space everywhere. The buildings in centers of cities that are most underoccupied are the federal office buildings, state office buildings, and municipal office buildings. And yet we, the taxpayers, are paying for all the real estate, and no one's, and their employers are telling them, don't go into your office. You know, I got to tell you, John, that is stunning to me. You know, even the people um, on Zoom were reluctant to come back. You know, they, they, they the employees didn't want to come back. But when you talk about government employees, state, federal and municipal not coming back, we're paying the taxes. Um, yeah, there is no excuse for this. There is no excuse. But what's happening now, John, and I don't want to jump the main uh, issue that we're that you're here to talk about is now there are rumors. We've got 100 colleges right Right now saying you're going to have to mask up. We've got uh, Biden just announced that he's going to be asking Congress for more money for COVID. There's another booster shot coming out. You know, there is someone who sits to the left of me on the five and a great person. 
He's had all the vaccines and all the boosters, and he's had COVID three times. I mean, how long are we going to beat that one to death while we destroy our economy? It's it's well, look, we should. Uh, a colleague of mine, very esteemed fellow named Tom Corlogus and I, we wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal eight weeks ago that this country needs a bipartisan review of what happened in COVID. We don't need to look at Sweden or Europe. We have 50 states. Each state has its own health department. There are mountains of data. How many people were hospitalized? How many people died? How many days of school were missed? How many businesses have died? We can actually get President Bush and President Clinton together, two people from each side of the political aisle to do a review and come back and tell us, what did we learn? Which states did well? Which states did badly? But, but, but setting that aside for a second, since we don't have a crisis at the moment, let's not manufacture one. Mm-hmm. Let's just start from the principle that businesses have to have people around them in order to survive. And in San Francisco, our door counts are down and the void has been filled with homelessness and crime and problems. And I start from the perspective of all of these cities, and I'm, you know, I'm in New York today because I have a business in New York. Walk Madison Avenue from 59th Street to 96th Street. In the 40 years I've been around New York, I've never seen Madison Avenue have two empty doors fronts on yes. both sides of Madison Avenue. Yes. It's astonishing. It is. So people need to be back in cities. And, this, and, and since government is the organ of success for society, the starting place ought to be federal government, state governments, and municipal governments should be telling their, their employees, back to your job, back to your desk. And you then know, secondarily... Sorry, sorry, Janine. One last one. Secondarily, government should be instituting tax policy to induce businesses in their policy handbooks to require people back to their offices five days a week. Give them a tax cut. Exactly. Exactly. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. There's got to be, unfortunately, there has to be some kind of a carrot. But here's the issue. Let's assume that people are mandated to go back to work as if, you know, to me, what the pandemic did was it was an opportunity to turn us into a third world country. But let's assume that everybody goes back to work. We still have a problem. And that is in New York City whether it's a subway or, you know, I'm in Midtown Manhattan every day. I'm, you know, on, on six between 47 and 48. I don't even walk to Saks, which is two blocks away, 50th and 5th, because I don't know what's going to happen. Crime is the, the, is, the, is the issue that I think determines whether or not people will come back to work because they're all going to say, Number one, I like to work from home. I'm lazy. I want to work from home. I can do the same job remotely. We know they can't. Stats make that, studies make that very clear. But then how do we convince people when crime is rampant that it's safe to go back to work? It may be safe. We have to to address both. Both are the pillars of our problem in San Francisco. We wake up every day and have to wash the front of our store from homeless people that are urinating or defecating and, you know, behaving in a way that's just uncivil. So you're right. There are absolutely uh, a multitude of problems. It's not enough just to say you got to get back to your desk. You have to make the place cleaner and livable. And leaders in these cities, in New York, is going to have to come to grips 
with some of the decisions that he's going to have to make to enforce civil conduct. San Francisco, same way. Mayor Breed, second highest paid mayor in, in, in the country. She ought to resign based on the, on the condition of San Francisco. I've said it publicly. I'll say it again now. Wow. And quite frankly, the governor of California, you know, sits on his haunches watching this happen in his cities. Mm-hmm. And what, what ought to be happening is you know, strict enforcement of civil conduct. And if you're not going to enforce it and the district attorneys aren't going to actually press charges, well, then the police don't even bother to pick anybody up. He asked the policeman, he says, why should I, why should I pick someone up? They're gonna, we're going to take them to the, to the station and they're going to be turned out and back on the street. And it's like, what's the, what's the point? So you have both problems. Yeah, well, you know, we've got these, they call, it has its own name now, organized retail theft, all these gangs. And uh, especially in California over the last couple of weeks, we've seen it. And yet this whole concept of uh, cashless bail uh, is one where, you know, they say it's we want social justice. I, I still I mean, I've been a prosecutor, a judge and a DA. I still don't know what social justice is. Nobody's defined it for me. But here's the thing. When you've got a group that is continuously going in and smashing and grabbing, then they don't get cashless bail. And these individuals we know are repeat offenders. How difficult, John Chachis, would it be for Gavin Newsom to go to the legislature and say, hey, look, I'm not going to touch cashless bail, but I'm going to tell you this. When we've got organized retail crime where someone keeps reoffending and then it costs, you know, all of Americans, their insurance goes up, the price of goods go up, the price of security goes up. You spend more money just cleaning the place up. You know, we've got to stop this particular group. Just say if you've been arrested on two retail theft crimes, you get no bail. How tough is that, John? Lunacy. It's just lunacy. Well, they're not going to do it. And that is that is the breaking point. The anarchy and the chaos is a disaster. But look, you are someone who is smart, articulate. You've got skin in the game. What are you doing about the politics of it? And I'm not saying Democrat. Or, that's not what I want. I mean, are, are you backing people saying you've got to get back to the basics? How do you handle it? Yeah, you know, I, I have to say, I look at... Uh, that debate the other night with the eight Republican candidates right. on the dais. Right. I'm waiting for one of them to open their mouths and say, as the chief executive of the country, I'm going to require my secretaries of all of my executive branch departments. People are back in their offices five days a week. Yeah. No one has said it yet. Okay. No one, not a single candidate. You know why? Because they're fearful. Yeah. They're there are fearful. more people who are out than people like you and me who want them in. Right. No. And it's and it's become this political football to avoid facing some basic realities of what it's like to have functioning cities. Cities will not function unless people are working in their offices. We haven't even seen we haven't even talked about the financial ramifications of all this. If it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, wait till all these real estate leases roll off. And the next time that the landlord tries to lease up his building, I mean, it'll be it'll be an Armageddon. In right. terms of the value of commercial real estate, and the banking system is going to face increasing needs to file reserves to protect themselves against those kinds of devaluations. So it's very basic. I mean, it's just so fundamental to what the, the way we've functioned. So as a political matter, I'm not backing anybody who mm-hmm. isn't, you know, who isn't vocally about the idea of getting the country back to how it functioned before. This is not functioning. This but, is a but, fantasy. But but you know what? What you speak to, John Charges, is 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 a merit-based system 
Right now in the schools, we've got schools that are going off of grading. Uh, they think the grading is elitist and that grading is, you know, a white supremacy. And, and I don't want to get into the racism thing, but there it's it seems that every institution that has made America great has been knocked down to its knees so that, the you know, no, it's not a meritocracy anymore. It's a move towards socialism. Fifty percent of kids in college think socialism is a good thing. I mean, this is a meant a state of mind that is being imposed on every aspect of our government. And the government is being taken down. And unfortunately, you're talking about old fashioned, you know, go to school, be smart compete, you know, and succeed. That's not going to happen anymore. Well, I, I'm not as cynical as that, I guess. I, I, I'm still I hopeful that the, that the average person out in the country wants their kids to go to school, get a degree, get an education. Maybe they don't have to go to a fancy college. Maybe they have trade skills and have a workable and successful life and earn their own success. I mean, that's what life is about. But somehow these kinds of policy questions of can you run a business? You can't run a business in San Francisco if people are afraid to come into the city and walk into your store. I have customer data that goes back 60 years. We call our customers and say, oh, we haven't seen you, Mrs. Jones. Are you coming this year? And what we hear from them is, love your store, love the product. I don't want to come as long as the city is dirty and inaccessible. And I think it can be fixed. I really think it can be fixed. It won't be fixed if the same politicians keep doing the same thing that they're doing today. It, it can be fixed. be fixed. I agree with you. Now, uh, one last question, because I know you're very busy, John. I thank you so much for joining us on the Tunnel to Towers show. Um, what about Gumps? What happens next? Well, we're going to hope that we can stay there. We want to stay there. We're examining other physical locations in the country. We sell in all 50 states. We have devoted customers in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of taking a business that's been someplace for 165 years and moving it. But if we get to the end of the year and we have the continuation of, you know, these social ills and nobody back in their office in San Francisco will likely look for a new physical location. We've already moved our direct-to-consumer and our warehouse fulfillment system to Salt Lake City. I can oh. tell you Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City has some homeless, but we don't have any kind of problems in Salt Lake City that exist in San Francisco because they don't tolerate it. Right. Don't with it. You know? So it's very, it's very straightforward. It's just that people want to hide in the shadows around these issues. And Gums will be here long after I'm gone, I, I, I hasten to say. Um, it may not be sitting in downtown San Francisco anymore, but that's a commentary about San Francisco, not about Gums. That's right. That's right. Gums is uh, it's one of the most, uh, you know, storied uh, department stores in the country. And John Chachis, I can't thank you enough uh, for joining us today on the Joe Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh, please keep up the fight and uh, let us know how it goes. Uh, we you. are for, we're very supportive. Right. And uh, and I hope people will go to www.gumps.com and find something beautiful for their loved one. We have the most beautiful jewelry and, Christ- and Christmas ideas that you could ever find. So thanks I'm again. I'm going to do it. D- say Hold it up. again. www.gumps.com. Yep. Very simple. See, One word. Gumps.com. Got a free commercial right here on WABC. All right, care, John. Please. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. Up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. But never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show.